Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Osman Faces podcast is now sponsored by Tire Spot, the Northeast's leading tire supplier with branches across the region. Tire Spot don't just do tires, they cover everything from servicing to wheel alignment, they can handle every aspect of your car's maintenance. For more information, visit tirespot.co.uk. Enjoy the episode. Hi everybody, and welcome back to the Always Smiling Faces podcast on the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. Um, Decker's not here tonight, so we are joined by Mr. Mark Corby. How are you, Mark? Very well, very well. Glad to be here, Chasby and Vibe boys. Smiling faces just like the rest of us as well. Yes, absolutely buzzing at the minute, man. It's just incredible, isn't it? So we've got the usual lads as well. We've got Bestie and we have Mark Walker. Um, so we'll just dive straight this, in with as usual. It's going to get very uh, complicated, isn't it? Having two marks on one podcast. On the same side as well. And sitting guy. near each other. Yeah. So I'll say, Didn't like, think they're suited. And some mark in the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Tosh, he's only came tonight. You call him ugly. I'm replacing Zach. Oh, it's impossible to replace our handsomeness, isn't it? Uh, uh, he, would like you, he would like to say uh, so, mate. He yeah. would. Um, so we'll just dive straight in. I think we should. Yeah. Okay, um, any questions, send them our way as usual. We'll go through as many throughout, mainly at the end. Actually, um, do you always wear glasses? No. It's just there. They're not even real glasses, man. They're all real glasses. <laughs> They're not. I, I just, I, I, something's different. Like, you know when you take your hat off and you're like, oh, no, Chris is bald. Yeah, remember that, bald. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It still catches me. By surprise, I've known him for years and years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do tend to wear glasses, but my last pair broke, no, and I just no. never replaced them. So yeah, some yeah, some guy stole them at the match once. Still hasn't got them back. That's not what happened. Uh, but I'm trying to work out where you're going. Like, is that I a, know is that the Joe Chilcott thing. Maybe. <laughs> no. Uh, right. Let's move on. Um, so uh, Newcastle United, another impressive display. I'll come to you, Bestie. Right. 
any shocks about the starting eleven, or just as you were expecting with the, the Callum Wilson illness? Yeah, the Wilson thing was kind of, and there was a talk during the game of is is it because of the World Cup? Is he is he trying to just kind of um, not do what Michael Owen did necessarily, or do what Owen did, but on a much smaller scale? Where he mm-hmm. kind of thought, well, I'm in the squad now, like so, I'll take it easy. But apparently, had COVID. Yeah, um, came out to on his on yeah. his podcast. Which, to be fair, we did have half an idea that's probably what it would have been when we saw him after the Southampton game. Has he actually admitted that now? Yes, he has. All right, well, somebody was in the comments taking the piss out of me yesterday because I said he had COVID. No, no, he did. Came out and said Somebody came all, like... Give it like give it a rest or something. He hasn't had COVID. You've got inside information, though, Chris. Yeah, we did hear this before <laughs> the Southampton game. We heard that. Um, we did mention it as well. But yeah, that was one of the reasons that he was a um, a doubtful Southampton game. But apart from that, that was kind of it was. We knew he wasn't very well anyway. But prior to that, um, there was a possibility maybe some Maximin coming back in because back uh, or getting back towards full fitness. It would see what you would assume. But then. Did you drop Joe Linton? Did you drop Joe Willick? I mean, they've both been playing that well all season, really. Like, I think you got it right. We're, we're still in that position where you feel as if a player can't get dropped, no matter who's yeah. fit. Yeah, even like the likes of like Jacob Murphy, who kind of is getting a hard time. We've given him a hard time quite a bit, you know. All I was listening to True Faith the other day, and even um, Alex was saying, he, like, just because he's here, you don't have to mention four minutes in. I don't mention Rafa yet. <laughs> but there was even there were like Joe, like, um, Joe Willick, Jacob Murphy's kind of like everyone's, I don't want to be unkind, but he's kind of what everyone con- would consider probably be the weakest player in the first team squad. He kind of, he's the first option off the bench. Well, he's the one now, that's, you know? that's currently unlucky to not be in the yeah. team, given he's. His performances and being the preferred left winger at the moment. And I mean, what he did, I don't know, Ashley Young's like older than probably all of us combined, like, but what he did to him, he started today a week. Um, not that much. Um, but yeah, like, he's the, he's, as I said, he's probably the bar for like the least, the least well regarded player we'll have in the first team squad at the minute. And he's still, you, you can't. in the shift, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he can't drop, he's not playing, is he not starting? But he's the first one off the bench, Edison Maximum mm. at the minute. Mm. Well, he did get dropped, didn't he? When you think yeah. about it, he got dropped for, yeah. uh, for Joe Linton. But I, th- I think just to back up what you're saying there, um, I think there's a there's been a jury out on probably Murphy and Longstaff this season. Yes, sorry. And you're right in what you're saying. When we're winning games, you shouldn't really, for me, change your winning team. Yeah. But when you've got Joe Linton coming back in, and we, we, we were led to believe he was more of a left-hand Midfield or winger yep. before you come to Newcastle. He played there with Bruce Nick a couple of times, yeah. Exactly. Is that his strongest position? Is he better than Murphy? Does he give you more? Probably. I think him and Willick. I think he can play Willick yeah. up there as well. Him and Joe Linton have swapped a few times over the past few They've done it throughout the game. Yeah. 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 Throughout I, think the game. I think that's, that's, that's one Murphy's... of the main thing with them too, isn't it? It's that interchangeability like between them and that like, how we like to talk about this this fluid formation that we've got, having having them there in that left of the, the midfield three and then the left of the mid. The, the forward three, they're just drifting and out between the pair of them. It's it's yeah. nice to see. Kobe, I'm going to ask you this question because obviously us three will have a conversation about Newcastle every single week. Mm-hmm. Is this the best Newcastle United side you have seen? If we're looking at overall, I'm not saying just single the, the attack as a midfield or defence. Mm-hmm. As a unit, in the current position we are in right now, does this go head-to-head with, with the best, if not the best? Defensively, yes, hundred percent. I think we've got better defenders now in this team than what we did in the you know the ninety five ninety six period. Mm. Um, you know when I when I look back at that period, which we do fondly, you know Philip Albert, fantastic footballer, not a great defender. 
in my opinion. Do you, know, well. do you know where he is? <laughs> very, very difficult to locate. But, uh, well, the Chronicle found him all right. He was in there the other week again, wasn't he? But not, not when, I, when I look back at that side, you know, we had more of a, an attack-minded um, full-backs, you know, with Warren Barton or Steve Watson and obviously John Barron's fan of Robbie Elliott. But looking at this defensive unit now, that we've got we've got the the best keeper as well. I love Pav. Um, I thought Shaka Hestov was a decent goalkeeper, but they know, weren't they weren't it, that, that it, level of, yeah. of poor bother though. That's the Keegan yeah. never got his number one, did he? Yeah, and he wanted um, the Tim Flowers. He was that. He wanted Tim Flowers or Brad Friedel. Brad Friedel well, yeah, yeah. So when you look at collectively as as a defensive unit, I think we're much stronger. Mid midfield, I, I would still lean more towards. Keegan side mm. um, and strikers you've, you've got to go more towards Keegan side even though I love Callum Wilson he's possibly up there with not necessarily Colin Shearer but definitely up there with them yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, uh, collectively I think it's too too early to say they're as good as that side however if I'm back on here in a year's time and I, I, I you know I hope they are I hope we, we are now talking about this side as fondly as what we did is it more than a flash in the pan though? oh, oh absolutely and the, the thing about it now is that every game we go into, which obviously we'll, I would imagine we'll be going to this Chelsea game in more detail, but everyone was confident going into that fixture. Aye. It's Chelsea. You know, and Chelsea for the last, probably the majority of the last 20 to 25 years, have um, always had a stronger side and you know more capable of winning trophies than we have, um, bar a couple of seasons under Bobby Robson, yeah. if we go back as far as Keegan as well. Um, so for us to go into that game as a rival to them, if not better than them, you know, when we beat them under Rafa and under Pardew, we were always the underdog. And sometimes it was just a flash in the pan. That was a flash mm. in the pan. Like you could see a freak result because we didn't expect to beat them and we weren't beating the top sides. But um, but now, no, we're, we're past them on the way and it's, it, feels, it feels brilliant. It's great. I want, um, with the metros being off between Shields and Pilo, I've been driving to here with getting a metro. So I went and got a bottle of pop in the shop. They're like, are you going to the game? I said, aye, aye. He says, uh, what do you reckon? I thought, I thought, Confident, mm-hmm. and I've never really thought. I've, I've, yeah. Normally, me, the stock responses are, "Well, it's going to be a, the drink might have a candy pint afterwards or something." Like that. Yeah. But I was like, "No, I'm confident." I, I said, "Oh, like it was almost like a kind of a sea change in my mentality around Newcastle." Oh, I think we could beat these here. It feels strange, though, doesn't it? It's really strange. I love it. I felt like dead warm. I think that was the Grinch's heart grows. <laughs> See, I, I before the game, I wasn't quite on that confidence level. I was, I, I, I felt a lot happier going into the game and thought we'll give a. We'll give a good account of ourselves, but I was thinking depends on Chelsea as well, which Chelsea team turns up because they've be, they've been a bit you know a bit funny this season. Does, um, does it matter what Chelsea team turn up? Well, this is doing, seeing like how well get, we are doing at the minute. That's as the gate. Well, literally two minutes into the game, that thought was gone, gone out of my mind because I thought the way that we were just getting at them and approaching, I thought we we are gonna. We're well up for this. We're going to give them a hell of a game. Probably helped that I'd had a, a good drink before the match as well. Like, but uh, my my confidence levels rose as soon as we would start and sort of approach the game. It's just set about them straight away, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. We've done it every single game. I was, do you know what it is? I'm, I'm saying I, I was on the fence, but I, I, I wasn't really. I'm, the way we used to look at this sort of game, it's it's a free hit. We're thinking if we get beat, fair enough, whatever. Like we're expecting to get beat. I still was putting it as a free head, but thinking if we get beat, we're still going to go into this World Cup break, sat in fourth, mm. which is, is crazy. But then when you win that game and you're thinking, oh, well, like, why was I concerned? Mm-hmm. It, it feels really <laughs> weird to 
because we're programmed as Newcastle fans to expect the worst. I think, yeah, I, I, the, the phrase I've used, like, I'm like defrosting off of my Ashley years, but it's still not quite, not quite thought Forward. out yet. But I, I, <laughs> that was, I think, maybe I am now. Because I started looking at the league table thinking, well, we're, we're third, we're two points off Man City. But I've been saying it's not just good form, it's it's sustained. And I've totally forgot this is what we did last season as well, basically this whole year, mm-hmm. since Leeds away in January. So it can't just be good form. We are a good side. Now we've got a good manager and a good young side. Especially if you include Boxing Day or just after, was it Monday night? Was this 27, uh, 28, something like that? Around, it was between Christmas and New Year, yeah. If you include oh. that game, the Watford, yes, there were draws, but if you mm-hmm. go back, it's almost a year. Yeah. Almost a year when we come back again against Leicester in the league. I think we've lost all together, what, seven games? In a year? I don't think it's even that many. It's, you know, it's every week I just sit here and just laugh. Is that 11 because un- unbeaten now? Is that, is that still kind of getting head around it? It's, it's 11 yeah. unbeaten. And five wins in a row, is it? And we sat here, and going into this season, we sat here and, and we said, we probably won't do what we did towards the end of last season when we went nine, ten games unbeaten it was. Yeah. We've done it. Done We're it. not even halfway in the season, we've done it. Yeah, it's. I, I just honestly, <laughs> do it again. I, I know I'm sat here thinking, yes, Newcastle fans will always expect the worst. But how long is it going to take for well, us to change that? Stick, sticking with Bestie's cooking analogy, like I'm, I'm starting to simmer. Like it's, uh, I've tried to keep like pretty level headed with it and keep my feet on feet the on ground the table, with it, and, and, and <laughs> keep keeping feet on the table. But the thing is, though, we're bloody brilliant, aren't we? You, you are level headed. We all are level headed. You know, you're not yeah. shouting from the rooftops. You're not being a Twitter wanker and going on and, you know, giving the media another support as in, uh, you know, oh, look, uh, you know, the Maggie's speaking up again, all deluded. We're not doing that. But collectively, we're sitting here now confident and we're, the break, which I'm sure I'm going to again, it's coming a bad time. But a good time, uh, time in some sense because you're going to get Isak back and, you know, a, f- yeah. a fully fit uh, St. Maximum and Shelby, etc. But look, there's nothing better than looking forward to the next fixture. And that's what we've been doing every week. Aye. Before we, we, we start dissecting the game, Mark, I'll, I'll come to you. Corby. Corby. I'm going to keep going, going to Corby because, it, yes, it is getting confusing, Bessie, like you said at the very start. Um, is this World Cup break coming at a, a bad time or a good time? I think it is. I, personally, I've got no interest in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Does I, it feel strange to say that, though? Very strange because we've talked, we've all talked about World Cups of the past, you know, growing up with... Mexico 86, Italia 90, when we had loads of juries representing England. The 70s for bestie. <laughs> I can't remember 86, so I'm all right. Now. But, you know, you fast forward to the, um, you know, the late 90s and early 2000s, I learned to sort of dislike those footballers, the Scholes, Nevilles, Beckhams, Lampards, because yeah. we were playing them every week and we, we grew to hate them. Mm. So it was difficult for me to switch that mentality from not liking them, playing for the opponent, Compared to supporting for England, so maybe I've just lost that sort of passion for England. But going back, yeah, going back to your point, maybe I'm just sort of being the selfishness. I'm thinking I'm not interested in England. I'm not interested in the World Cup. Obviously, I want to see Newcastle players do well, Bruno, etc. But I'm not interested. I just cannot wait for that cup game against Bournemouth. Uh, see if we can still continue what we've done, mm-hmm. and also that league game at Leicester, um, at Leicester on Boxing Day. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm going getting as always demands for tickets. Um, it's just incredible. The, the, so, the, so talking about demand too, it's to see Newcastle sell out St James's Park for a cup tie uh, is phenomenal. A cup tie in November as well. It's not as if it's a quarter oh. final or a... against a Premier League opposition as well. Yeah, yeah. Would have given two, four, yeah, six weeks ago. It, it's absolutely phenomenal to see that record home. 
Obviously, we're still yeah, we're still a different crowd to what you see at a Premier League yes. game to a cup game. You could still tell, and you could still see that. Obviously, the performance didn't help the atmosphere because it was pretty shit, yes. to be honest with you. Um, and, and I'm not sugarcoating that it was a poor performance, but those eight changes made. But overall, it's another step forward because it's a sellout crowd at St. James's Park. It just shows you how far we've came. Like in that, basically in the, the last year of, of how taken over, obviously the takeover of the club. Like, But I, I couldn't in my wildest dreams imagine that we'd, we'd be in this position where we are now. And I think that's why we all do still feel a little bit shocked by it and that, like, wary because we are programmed as Newcastle fans, just for, good things don't happen to us. It's dreamland at the minute, isn't it? It really is. Uh, even with the, the, the World Cup break, I'm, I don't know if it's coming that bad a time because we've only got, I think, five players going. Mm-hmm. Not counting uh, Coel, who's not really our player anyway, like, but, but Trippier, who should start for England, but I think Southgate will probably go with Trent because Southgate likes Trent. Pope's not going to play much. Um, Wilson might get a half an hour against like yeah, Wales last game or something like minutes. that. Share might get a couple of games for Switzerland, but they're not going to gun. Bruno's not first choice here for Brazil, so we've got yeah. five players going, not necessarily five players playing seven, eight, nine games, whatever it is, to get the final. Yeah, the teams around where we're looking at like Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea, they've got half our squads going, three yeah. quarters of our squads going, mm-hmm. so they are going there playing competitive football, getting that guy coming back. Whereas most of our squad are going to Saudi for a trip. They've got a pre-season game against Vicano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even the League Cup match, the Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth match, that can effectively be a pre-season game. It's like a game. sort of thing again, isn't I it? I think it's, a, it's maybe it's not a great time because of the momentum that we've built up. But if you use it properly, it can be, it can be such a benefit in Newcastle. And then you get a January, there's two games and the January window opens and then I'm not saying all bets are off, but do they then, do the board look at it and go, right, we are now going to say, if we are third, well, we're going to be top four in January. Are we going to put some money in this and kick on and say, right, we've got we're ahead of schedule, but calculated risk? There's X amount of money going by him, 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 him. Then I think you you've nailed it, bestie. I, I think you can read into this trip to Saudi Arabia as in let's keep them happy, let's get some more cash off of them, and let's go and buy the players we want to kick on. I think, as we all know, we're surprised. I think the owners are surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, well ahead of schedule. Well ahead of schedule. And I personally think they've looked at that and thought we can get Champions League. And imagine Champions League in the first full season <laughs> that they have owned the football club. Yeah. And look, speculate, accumulates, cliche, but it's true. And I personally think it's going to go to Saudi, keep them sweet, and don't be surprised if we break where I order in January. Well, there was this this weekend as well, the first game we had the Saudi Airways yeah. and STC. I forgot that. So, Telecom. College. Yeah. The first time I, 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 I've noticed them before on the ground. Little things like that kind of add up when you head anything. I mean, it could be two and two, mate, and five, like, but it does if the 70 million pound they put in last week. Aye. Little bits and pieces, that kind of thing. Oh, it's well. it's going to open a lot of doors. I think a aye. lot of doors. And I think seeing that we said this on the last trip to Saudi Arabia, that expect to come back with a big sponsor, and it never mm-hmm. actually happened. But apart from noon, that was after the, the trip to Saudi, I believe. We're not we're not gonna I mean, there was all this noise in the in the week about you know the photos and Videos we'll we'll of come the, back to that. We'll come back to that. question about that as right. well. So we'll come back. So let's let's get into the Chelsea game. Um, so it, it's another game, Bestie, where we just start off on the front foot. Don't give them a chance. Sorry, you had a kebab as well. If Amy's listening, he absolutely hasn't had a kebab. <laughs> no, I made, uh, what, I made sweet and sour pork balls. Right, it was very nice. Thank um, what are you saying? Sorry, Chris, I was trying to... Oh, you started to, on the front foot. started on the front foot. <laughs> as you were burping in my face, I Chuck burp and pineapple and garlic at you. Um, I really did. This got happened straight away from the first kickoff. They just, um, everyone, Chris Wood. Chris Wood looks like he's kind of... He, he just looked like... 
a bit of a swine now. He was, he was chasing a keeper up loads. Whenever it was Mendy, who I quite like as a goalkeeper, had the ball. Wood was on him. The same thing where you've got the front five, six players from like Bruno forward. Everyone's chasing a man down. And Chelsea, I thought, dealt with it better than somehow, but they still lost the ball an awful around the box. An awful lot. And it's all because of how Newcastle played. And eventually, you'd imagine they're going to get found out because if that... If it's so easy, I'm not easy, but you know, if, you, if all it takes is fitness in that organisation, look how Liverpool's, how successful Liverpool were with the gig and pressing for so long. Mm. Um, like, it seems like such a, I don't want to say an easy way to do it because obviously it isn't. I'm sitting here 20 on stone, not saying that, like, but like, it's so effective. Look at the, the, the Bournemouth, no, uh, Brentford at home at 5 1, like three, four the goals were from that the high press. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Murphy's goal, Arras, Armouron's yeah. goal, the one where uh, Burn and uh, Bruno chasing down Bruno score, and like what it's so successful in teams. There was one point in the first half where I thought Chelsea had it, um, had the measure a little bit. Where that young fullback, number 67, Lewis, was a price, yeah. like, mm-hmm. where him and Mount worked quite well, played a ball that over shipped in. I thought, ah, they've got what's lost here, and then it just didn't happen again because the Newcastle worked that out. Everton as well, when it we played Everton, we pressed them high, and a couple of times, Obi got away, and it was like, ah, well, it's not totally, but they couldn't do out with it. And again, going back to what Mark said about the defense. We've had two or three home games in a row up until this one in the league where Nick Pope hasn't had to make a save. And he's made one, well, two technically, but one that was like a, a save, save. Very good save at the Leasers. Brilliant save. Yeah, Gallagher really was save. Uh, Yeah, when Trippier lost it, one back, came back, one and then Bruno, Bruno lost, lost it. it yeah. And it's a, it's a really good save, but he makes it look easy. So, yeah, um, I know it's getting away a little bit for what you said about the front foot, but yeah, it, it's working. And it's working really well. Chelsea aren't no hopers. One thing I thought with Chelsea, their lineup was they had so much kind of. Um, Quality or perceived quality on the bench, it almost to me felt like a bit like we, we did against Palace, where I thought, well, they're going to try and see what they're going to do with a weekend, mm. and then in the second half, because you can get five subs now, they're going to bring Aubameyang on and Stones gone, and it just didn't happen. Mm. I, I didn't know if that was just some part I was trying or what, like, but it was. Um, now it would made it. Chelsea aren't in great form, but I mean, before this run of form, they were. Mm-hmm. They started mm-hmm. the season really well with Potter. Yep. Um, they're not a bad side, but we made them look really, really. We frustrated them, and that really came out towards the end. Which I'm sure we'll come to later yeah. on as well. But yeah, it was um it's just lush to watch. I watch all the um athletic T4 videos and stuff like that. I, I probably like get right involved with it, but on about passes per defensive action and stuff like that. And I've re- and it's like we've gone from being shite and just letting teams have the ball and right, we're gonna attack you 30 yards from our goal to doing the exact to say, right, as soon as you're outside your box, we're com- we're coming for you. And look about it, we're third. Mm-hmm. We're third, we're two points off second. Um 30 points for 15 games or two oh, points per game, yeah. which is always a good yardstick. If you can double your Crazy. games or points, then you're doing something right. And we're 15 games in, and it's, it's not a flash in the pan. Mark Walker, uh, Scott is actually coming in saying, uh, <laughs> Get me full name. Obviously, this this is all with, with Chris Wood as well in that team on Saturday as well. Our third choice striker, you would say now. It's a case, once again, where a player drops out and another one comes in. And, and you, yes, he can tell, but it's not blatantly obvious that. That the side is dropping in performance. No, and it's I'm, happened a few times this season with different players. There was obviously a lot of people this, you know, were panicking that Chris Wood was going to go in there because you know he's he's got his critics in the the fan base. Yes, he's he's not Chris. Chris, he's he's not Callum Chris. Wilson. He's definitely Chris. He's not Callum Wilson, so he's he's not going to give you you know what he does. But what he does do very well, albeit a little bit slower than Callum Wilson, is he'll he'll press, he'll chase down, he'll put pressure that, on the yeah. defenders and yeah, stuff like that. He'll, he, he works hard, and you know that in in this lineup and the way that we're playing, that's what you need to do. You need to defend from the front, and he'll, he'll absolutely do that for you. Well, that run of games we had last season, I mentioned earlier, 
Callum Wilson played the last one, two. Mm-hmm. Chris Wood was in a centre yeah. forward for the vast majority yeah. of that. He didn't score many, but important won, goals won, for the when he did won a lot of games. I mean, that you could point towards <laughs> that miss against. I think it was Villa. We had the volley and put it scored a crap there down in Southampton. Came close, I thought, on Saturday when it was a cross came in from the left and he just got cut out before he could have got to it. But he's, he's, it sounds like such a cliche, and it's something people say when strikers aren't scoring to say, Oh, but you've got to look at what he does. Yeah. Mm. Away from that. But you really have with Chris Wood, I said earlier that I, I, I think I saw, um, I forget who it was on Twitter now, um, one of the lads that does the XJ stuff. And it was, he's chased, he's closed his blow, the keeper down so many times and him down. It's like, well, you, you can't ignore that. You know, that goes, that's what he was doing last season as well. That goes a long way to the success of what Newcastle are doing now. Similar to the Murphy goal against Brentford, where he comes from basically our box. Callum Wilson puts a pressure on him, he puts pressure on him. And if everyone does their job, this is what happens. Yeah. And Wood's been Wood's been a massive part of that when he's played. So, so you do see a lot of teams press, but Corby, we do this right up until the full-time whistle. Mm-hmm. The engine on those lads, and you look at the likes of, of Longstaff and Julian, and right until the last blow of the whistle, it's non-stop. It's literally relentless. Remember when Hal first got the job and it was made a huge thing about how he was stopping training? You know what mm. I mean? Like what they're probably thinking, what the hell is this? What have I walked into? But we know what we know why, because of the previous coaching regime, whatever what, you want to call it. One them. of the first things he did was make them do a bleep test. That shows yeah. you know running stamina, yeah. that that kind yeah. of thing. It just shows you how important that bit is going coming it's, into training. And the, the thing is, as you said, Wood, Wood's come in and he 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 grafted his ass off and he got an ovation. We've always, you know, been tar- tarnished, I suppose I've tarnished myself with it in a way we want a team that tries. Ah, oh, you can try, but you've got to be actually good at playing football. And now we've got we've got an identity. We're pressing from the from the off, as you say, but we're still pressing at the end. Yeah. And you know, when you when you think about the the overall 90, 78 minutes, whatever it was, what they had one shot on target, would you say? Just two, I think that that, that two was, technically. One that kind of he just had to get down and kind yep. of stung his palms up. That's it. But one from Gallagher was the only one I would say. Mm-hmm. That was, was a tested. proper, yeah, proper yeah. shot they tested him. And, and why is that? Because we're pressing high, the strikers are pressing, midfielders are, and we've got midfielders who don't just, you know, you, you couldn't you couldn't pigeonhole any of their midfielders with a specific role. You wouldn't say, oh, well, Bruno's my playmaker, because he's not. Yeah, He's he's a, he's a team player as yeah. well. Longstaff, he's another one, Lightwood. A lot of his play is noticed when he hasn't got the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's hurrying and things like that. And we'll go on and on and on, but... Aye, it's it. You know the, the fitness levels is incredible, and this is why going back to what we we're talking about before about the, the World Cup being a, a, a break, a welcome one or not. No, I don't think it is. Bessie hit the nail on the head. Momentum. We've got the momentum now, and imagine we were neck and neck with Arsenal going in. You know, yeah. going mm. into the new year. Yeah. But hey, one step at a time. Or something. That's well, you point, could have a month where you're not playing competitive football. Aye, yeah, but you yeah. could take that. That gives them their bodies a bit of a rest. It allows them to recover, get that that fitness. They'll still be training. They'll still be training very hard. That we know from from Eddie Howe. It works. Yes, it? they're not getting the games, but it'll maybe just give them that little bit of time to re- recover. It works the same way though, because because the likes of Arsenal and and Man City, Man City especially, they will probably welcome this break now, thinking oh, we've just obviously got beat of, of Brentford. I know a lot more of their players will be going to the World Cup, but if momentum's on our side, what's better? The the chance to recharge your batteries or momentum, and how we'll probably take momentum. Yeah, it's hard to say because then you get the Easter. The lads that have been in the World Cup that have gone far in the World Cup, so Argentines, Brazilians, probably French, German yeah. lads, are going to be knackered. Drops aren't a drop. Particularly those that are obviously still, playing in can, Europe. I'm not saying we're going to win, win the league. Oh, yeah, you lads are playing the Champions League, UEFA Cup, whatever as well. I'm not saying we're going to win the league, but if we can be round the top four, round Easter time, 
when they start to get that. As if you're saying that. It's bizarre, it's isn't mental. it? It's mental. And I'm, I'm starting to kind of believe myself now as well. That's a that, It's not just, it's like, it's like football Be- Because you've got faith in what you're watching every week now. Yeah, absolutely. There's, There's, a plan. Plan. There's an actual plan. Well, that's it. We've, got, we've gone from having hope to now <laughs> having faith. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all to do with, with planning and tactics. And we can physically see that. And this is all that we're screaming about over previous season, the lack of it. And the smallest little details that, that we're standing up and, and seeing now and appreciating, which n- comes to most fans at a football club, they just expect that. Yeah. But we seem so grateful that there's actually a plan in place and the structure there. And that's the key thing. We, we, we have got a plan. We're not doing it by look. When you look at the performance we put on it, put it at the weekend, look at the stats, the amount of shots that we had. We really took the game to them. Mm-hmm. I think it was 10 shots that we had, five on target. Something like that. Was, so, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's, Pressure, constant pressure on them. Like from that, from that press, when getting in and around them, even from the goal kicks. Yeah. How often do you see teams taking obviously those little short, short, short goal kicks into the two centre backs inside the box? As soon as that was happening, we were on them. Mm-hmm. The amount of times they nearly got caught out in the box, just dilly dallying between them or playing a back to the keeper and him having to, to clear it away. And that comes from that that hard work and that that pushing to to want to win and get that ball. Doesn't it seem mad though that it's not the be all and end all? But I remember Callum Wilson at the start of last season saying, "I oh, were just we weren't fit at the start of the season. We weren't fit enough to start a football season." And like having professional athletes who aren't fit just seems—I can't understand how that can happen. Or and you've got twenty clubs in the Premier League, so twenty twenty-five man squads, so four hundred and forty players, whatever it is, four hundred and fifty players, and like they should all be. I don't understand why any of them wouldn't be absolutely to the limit, like. Yeah. Fine tune, like they've got their dietitians now. You know, the, even though on a summer holiday, look what John Joe did in the summer. Yeah, he came back ripping. Like he came back looking like he's been playing football for six, like six, six months. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand how, and it's more of a thing about the previous manager that is a kind of um, a salute to what I was done. But how can you have these blokes, these early to mid twenties for the most part, and not have them absolutely peak? Mm-hmm. Doing a beep test, oh, and you've got blokes doing four and five and dropping out. And you think, this is so, it's unbelievable that'll, that like that'll come back to the players' mentality as well because if they can feel that they can get away with putting in fifty percent, sixty percent in training. I don't know. I, for, no, you, it, for you or me, I was for someone who that's that. That's no, but that even even professional footballers, you, you look at players that go away during the summer and they come back and they've got a bit of belly on them and stuff like that because they've gone wild during the summer. If you're getting the, if you're not getting managed to ensure that you're in peak p- performance and that you're you're not being pushed in training and stuff like that. If you've even got that little bit of, you know, that thought of it in your head, you're gonna you're gonna take it. I think that's been driven out. It seems from right. the club. But there again, through, through how and I'm, stuff like that. Sitting here as a bit of forty year old thinking if someone was giving me fifty grand, a week, <laughs> but then I've got that extra twenty years and some of the players now. So maybe it is that, yeah. But it just seems matter is that if you if that your body is what's kind of paying the bills, and if you get them to get the most out, you've got to do this, 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 and this. You could be a World Cup winner. You could go on a Champions League. You could be pulling in. 300 grand a week because it's a short career why. at the end of it. Oh, it's, it's not long at all. And he's look at how many players come out of it and don't manage very well. You've got a, just a quick one on that. You've got to put that back to Steve Bruce and his coaching staff, though, for me. Because, mm. and yes, it's easy to call call the likes of Bruce a dinosaur, but his methodologies and his, his strategies for football is left in the 80s and 90s. Oh, totally. Now it, it certainly is. And when you look at Eddie Howe, who took a year and a half out oh. to, to basically find himself. 
and find out why he failed, or, well, not failed, but got Bournemouth relegated in the end. When he, he, was he said it was a failure. Like he's, well, well, good yeah. for him. Well, he was all he's wanting to achieve better things for himself. Therefore, he's getting he's getting about fifty percent more from these players. Yeah. And just a quick one on on Saint Maxim as well. Saint Maxim was always our far superior footballer in a pretty average team. Now the players are passing him on the way up, mm. and that's why Saint Maxim's not given to get straight back in the side. And to be honest, going the new year, even if he is fully fit, I don't think he's a guaranteed start. I don't think we've missed him. Neil, he's he's going to struggle. He's going to yeah. struggle to get back in that starting eleven. He's, good he's, he's not getting in at the minute ahead of Murphy, is he? That guy must be fuming. Spitting fellas now. Like, uh, I think he's good enough. I, I he still, makes, it makes a change from me, not like having something a, to say about him. <laughs> I still think he's a wonderful player. And there's, there's, if, if Eddie Houghton get what he wants out of him, then he's, again, one of the first names on the team sheet. But at the minute, we're getting these results without him. I mean, we're getting him out. He's up. We've got him out without Wilson as well for a spell. But he's, I think out of all of them, he's the one where you look at... You can play Joe Linton there. You can, you can yeah. put Willick there for a little while. one person ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah, Murphy again off the bench as we see. His performance against Man City was incredible. Ten out of ten. Oh, it was. Yeah. But that's few and far between for me. And as I say, the players now have stepped up such a d- different level that he isn't the best player in a in a, in a poor side. He's a, he's a little bit of us feel sorry because we've always yeah. had this thing where we'd say that players get better when they're not playing. True. Where we would say we, we would like if when Shelby was playing like shite for which he was for a spell a few years ago. We said, yeah, oh, we, need, we need John Joe yeah. back. We need, you know, he's been yeah. injured. Dummett's one. If people are <laughs> <laughs> clamming to get Dummett back in the team at one point. Well, so Maximum, the last thing he did for really was that volley at Wolves. Yeah. You All know, right. and that goal a month and all that. Like, and and he's, he played here and there since, but not much. But he's the one whose stock seems to have bizarrely fallen. Mm. That's because everybody else, like Mark said, does everybody else has just gone that extra rung up the level. Let lad and he's dropped down. It's Walker's propaganda is what it is. <laughs> it's slowly working. Oh, it? it is. Indonesian psyche, like I. It's spreading across the table. <laughs> or maybe go, just people are catching on to him. <laughs> if we go back to the game itself, there's one major talking point that I want to talk about, and it's the penalty appeal. I'm going to come to you, Bestie. Is that the penalty? So it's just before half time. Oh, the handball. Yes. I've not seen it since. Um, but it's one of those ones where I don't think it should be. But given the penalties that have been given, I think it probably is. So you I don't think it is, but you wouldn't be shocked if it's given. It's like the one, the, the one that Dan Byrne give, the one that was given against Dan Byrne um, early in the season. I forget who it was against. Now the header that was behind him it was one at Tottenham that we thought we should have had, which I don't think should be a penalty. But given what the rules are at the minute, they've been given. So yeah, it is. Um, so I think it's under how the rules are now. Yes, it's a penalty, but I don't like those rules. See, See what I, I mean? I'm sure we just like you. You take the the option on the penalty and just go against whatever I'm going to say because I, I don't think it's a penalty at all. Do you not? No. Oh, now, at really the time, now, at the time on at the match, I did. Because right, we right. had a chat about I it then. I was going to be sat arguing with you tonight about No, this. no. Like, from seeing it back. But at, at the time, I think, from where, obviously, we're sitting, where he's going, to me, he, he completely stops the ball going, going mm-hmm. past. But then, seeing the replay back and how it comes about, he's, he's literally going for the tackle. His arms, his balance and arm. There's nothing he can do with that. He kind of put it behind him. So he fucking fall over. Well, it was like the one Ashley Young it was against Villa, where I, I think it's a penalty. I don't think it should be really because of how the, the ball's come at him from quite a slow. And he's slid in and his arm's gone up because you can't slide out your arm in here because you're about to outbounce all the cut. I don't think it should be a penalty, but I think given the ones that have been given, including Ashley Young, the Dan Byrne thing, one at Tottenham that wasn't given, I think it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if his arm's up, as opposed to on the ground, yeah. There's but, there's more of a shout for a penalty, 
But I think the, the fact that he's he's on his arms down, he, he kind of put it anywhere. Yeah, Colby. I, th- I think based on what the lads are saying, I, I've got to agree. It's it, it should have been a penalty based on the penalties that have been given. Mm. However, when you were young and you were always told handball is hand to ball. Yeah, yeah. That was ball to hand. Yeah, he couldn't get out of the way. However, if he was standing up, it may have been given, as you mentioned, there were Ashley Youngs. I think if we had have got beaten, perhaps we would be shouting from the rooftops saying, mm-hmm. Vaz pissed off again. Mm. But it's easy to sort of forget about these instances when you've won a game of football. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sitting on the fence a little bit there. But for me, at the time, it was a blatant handball all the way from where we started <laughs> yeah. in the Gallagher yeah. corner. When that, that, was, that was exactly blatant. what I said. <laughs> but uh, look, if I was looking at this, if it was if it was the other way around, and if we concede a penalty of that, I am livid. Yeah. So it's it is balancing arm. And I think that's the reason why it didn't get given because yeah, he's protecting himself at the end of the day, isn't he? His ball doesn't move to, to push the ball. His hand doesn't move to push the ball away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, but nor did Dan Burns. The week when I got given. Because that should never have been a penalty in a million years. Yeah. yeah. But that's what's been given at the minute. So I don't is, like is, it, but... Is consistency the, the problem? That, that's the problem. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. And it, it's interpretation as well. I mean, that's always been the thing. We've always had ball and as you said, we have in the schoolyard or whatever. Um, but, like, consistency has always been the thing. You go back to... I mean, the Sissoko in the Champions League final a few years ago against Liverpool, really early in the game. That was unlucky. It was, I think it was Firmino of Vinaldo. Maybe it was really close to him. Was that really close? It was. And that's, these days, that is a penalty, but I don't care for it particularly. Um, it's the unnatural position thing, isn't it? That's the, the new it, thing that they talk about. so close. What's yeah. to say what a natural position is? You could make an argument for most of them, say, but it's a natural position because he's getting his balance or it happens that quickly. I, I I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. It'll come so, to the point where it's give more. So why we're talking about the the decisions made by the referee and VAR, Bessie, I'll stay with you. Okay. How bad was that referee? It was dreadful, wasn't he? It was really <laughs> bad. Horrendous. Horrendous. Yeah. Like, there's oftentimes I'll be at a game watching the referee who does is as bad as it and think, is it just me? Mm. Or like, is it, am I watching this like with some sort of persecution complex or something like that? But he was shocking. No, no, none of these dreadful. decisions made any, always, any sense. I always tell when he's bad because Smithy Gun's best. He was referee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, he was he was like, but everything, it felt like everything on halfway, whenever one of their players hit a deck, I would give that. So well, there's the one, Mark, I think it might have been Longstaff where he gets pushed in the back and I think he lands on the yeah. ball and, and just picks it up, obviously, because he blatantly gets pushed times. in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the referee gives every free kick, kick for handball. <laughs> He was just, he was infuriating. The decisions he was making were just... Devil's advocate. Longstaff, did Longstaff get booked for that foul on there? Cooker at the end. There was one where Bruno Bruno was that much happening towards the end of the game. I don't really know. I can't remember what he got booked for. Bruno was very lucky towards the end when he went in. Because he missed him. (laughs) But even then... He's getting getting sent off for GBH if he connects with that one, one, isn't he? One thing that happened towards the end, five, ten minutes left, maybe it's less. I don't think I've ever seen before was the off the ball thing where they've got the ball in our in their half. I think Dan Burns done something to have it. The referee's given a free kick on the edge of our box. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. Where the ball's been moved forty uh, yards up the pitch. I can't even remember that happening. Uh, the ball that he stopped it was, was just inside Chelsea's half. Mm-hmm. He blew up and like Havertz is on the deck and Dan Burns like having a word. So is that the linesman being a grass? But even then, <laughs> does that normally happen? I can't remember. I can't remember ever seeing the ball moved up the pitch that far. I can't even remember that happening on Saturday. I, I forgot about it until now. Yeah. 
because we couldn't get our head around it, could we? No. So no, when, when oh, was oh, this? Literally, it was right towards the end because it was like sweaty time, like it was about five minutes left. They had the ball. Well, Havertz came on quite late, didn't he? Hmm. And obviously, him and Dan Byrne have... Was this after Lascelles got booked? Uh, no, before, oh, before, before, before that. The referee blew up. Yeah. And I looked up and he's said very free kick, but it was like 20 yards, 25 yards more goal as opposed to being... It's a bit like if you're giving the team advantage. And yeah, then you well, surprises with him. Yeah, there's a, there's a few people agreeing saying, yeah, definitely happened. Yeah, so yeah. that's completely by, by, by yeah, like, that. Yeah, I've never ever, and maybe it's what's meant to happen, but I've, I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. Yeah, like, shout there saying that should that be a drop ball, but they don't do drop balls anymore, do they? They do, but they don't contest them. Aye, yeah, so they just so give it to the team. It's, it's, a, it's a, a very rarely do anyway. It's like a ceremonial like, drop ball now. It's there's always a clip and it's Rooney against somewhere else, and Rooney's literally smashing <laughs> somebody in the shin trying Aye. to get that ball. Aye. It's absolutely ridiculous rule that, like. Drop ball. I say drop balls. When I, when oh, I was playing, I would definitely be backing like, out there, me like a bit mad. <laughs> Love it. I was like, I'm just gonna put it all the way out there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's have a, a chat about the goal itself, then. Um, Mark. Ooh. So, Almiron once again. He he controls ball twice with his head. He does. He knocks. He, he knocks it down. Well, he gets a little one. Knock, knocks it on, doesn't he? he heads and then up, he heads then it heads it, heads it down in the floor, and then. He obviously meant to then pass it to uh, Willick. I don't even think it's a pass. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's no, he just fum- he fumbles all well, over, over the in ball. A very good position where Willick just sees up on his. Thank you yeah. very much. I'm smashing that. He takes it off his toes. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I think at that point, Al- Almiron hasn't even looked up. He's still got his head down from the the little head onto the floor, and then it, it gets away from him a little bit because the defender comes and puts a challenge in, but it just it just falls beautifully in the past the path of Willick, and he just. Bends it into that that corner. With it looks like such finish. an easy finish. The way yeah. he, he yeah. just kind effortless, of stroke, isn't it? He strokes it, but he really, really hits it as yeah. well. It's a lovely. Goal. I was listening to the BBC thing on the way in, and apparently it's the first goal he scored at St James's with the crowd in. Oh, really? Is mm-hmm. it? For all he had, all those goals was during COVID. Oh, will be, yes. Yeah. He didn't oh, score a great many last season. Last season, you got two away, didn't he? Brentford and West Ham. Yeah. So it's the first time he's. Now, I think it was literally just on the way here. I, lit, I thought, oh, there's a stat. So the first ah, time, he scored against Sheffield United in the comeback, but it was only 10,000. Oh, there, wasn't it? Oh, the COVID. But, the, ah, yeah, full. Yeah, mm-hmm. And hey, what, a, what an eruption and all, mate. Yeah. Ah, it was. Ah, what an eruption. And, <laughs> and just on that goal, I mean, absolutely fantastic finish. How many brilliant goals have we scored this season? Oh, hi. Every guy. It instantly takes me back to the last decent season we had under uh, Pardew, when every other week it was Ben Arthur or CC, then my bar, Danny Guffey was chipping in with some screamers. Aye. And we're doing that again. It's The goals are coming from all over the pitch as well. We've got the highest number of different scorers. I mean, 12, 13. 12 from Wood. Yeah. Like Wood and Willick at Southampton. You didn't mention the build up there, Chris. Um, Joe Linton, his ball to Almiron was brilliant. Yeah, it was beautiful. He took it down, he kind yeah. of played it like it was almost an overhead kick. He yeah, he, from, he was on. He was horizontal. His leg was up there like that. Like contorted himself. Right. It's a really good ball over the top. Do you know what it is? We'll see this every week, and we'll we'll pick out players who had a great game. But Joe Linton for me at the weekend was immense. Aye, it was as well as he played. For Absolutely I mean, immense. Him, him and Longstaff are the two standout for me. Like mm-hmm. really Willick, awesome. Willick for me. I, I thought Joe, Willick was Joe excellent. Linton now he's just a tank, isn't he? Mm. And he's like a talisman. Aye. You really miss him when he's not there and you don't realise. I'm still of the mindset a little bit that he's a, he's kind of moulded into that position a little bit where eventually we'll replace him with someone better. But he's... And then we had this summer, just gone there. I was thinking, oh, well, he's probably... He's had a good run. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a forward, really, but we've kind of got... But he's a really... He's now a proper... He said that my new game was a year ago, nearly, 11 months ago. Right. He's a proper... He's, he's the epitome for me of of that, that hard-working yeah. effort. Aye. Hot hardness, 
he's almost bit of shit house about him. Kind he's of, just the personification wonderful. of what Newcastle are now. Yeah. He just sums it up perfectly. He kind of was beforehand as well, where he was 40 million, but he wasn't worth it. Was <laughs> such a redemption story, though, isn't it? I've never, there's not one like it for Newcastle. Maybe anywhere. Is any, is, he was like, he was gone, wasn't he? We were getting, mm-hmm. If we got 10 million pounds for him 12 months ago, we are going like, ah, okay. I think two, two and Paul's put out a, a, a poll in the week around is who's the, the greatest, like, like turnaround in, in form of Newcastle players. I think it was him. James Perch oh, was in there. Yeah. Um, I suppose Kennedy, but for a different. He went the other. He went the other way, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, one's working his way in there I'll as well. Look, yeah. Minute. Sure that. I'm just going to throw in Gary Speed. When Gary Speed no, first I... came to Newcastle, Kenny Daglish played him left wing. He, yeah, he, he wasn't a left wing at that age. He mm. was a centre midfielder, box to box. Well, he, had, he was for Leeds in the area. Yeah, he played, he played out there Leeds and Everton yeah, quite a while. Yeah, and um, you know we're, we're talking about midfielders and we're comparing the the Keegan side and that before, but. You know, when I, when I think the midfielders where you've got, I think that's the thing. Well, I, and, and, and the same with Bruno as well. As, much, as brilliant as he is, you know, I, th- I wish he'd stop pissing about the edge of our box. Yeah. He, he nearly caught out again when Gallagher got times. through and scored. He, couple of games. he did against Palace, yeah. And, and, and look, he's brilliant. And I, I was thinking on the way up, I was thinking, you know, he could easily be the best midfielder we've had since Robert Lee. But then I was thinking, and then again, he, Gary Speed was tremendous in the year. Gary Speed was a fantastic tackler. Gary Speed, what a left foot he had. I'm talking myself out of it now. Yeah. You know, Rob, Rob Lee, so affectionate about him. Then you've got Gary Speed, David Batty, different different attributes. But Bruce, you, again, you want Brewer to be far, far better than them, but he's time will come. I think that's, he's that's te- still... technically, yeah, technically he's better. That's yeah. still good. I think he just though. needs to. That's still it's like, great yeah. if you're talking about him in those kind of terms of Gary Speed, Robert Lee, um, like ahead of Kabai, mm-hmm. even who was for me, the high watermark mm-hmm. for the post. Yeah, Post Bobby Robson. Will he's say. The, yeah, and he's this this is sort of about Joel as well as he's well, a little bit of a destroyer, but he's yeah. clever with it. He's snide at times, and we we'll, 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 we'll love it. But you know, like like said David Batty, you put a late challenge. It was an automatic yellow card. Hmm. Joel Linton, yes, he's been booked five times a season. He's been suspended, but he's, he's they're all clever with it. Yeah, all yeah. Of them. they can be snide but clever with it. It's, it's breaking up play most most yeah. of them, aren't they? Breaking up play. Well, I tell you, it's. I was thinking this when I was driving in as well. Like that's winners are never popular. Mm-hmm. You've done a lot of thinking on the way. In, Every team, it's, 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 it's quite a long drive. A lot, a lot of roadworks being Darren here. But like, I when Man U won the league, when Liverpool, Liverpool won it, and Fergie time, and when Chelsea won it, was a brand riches millions and all that. Winners are never popular. You, Look don't, at, you don't win football matches. You don't win. I won the league, obviously. Might not for some time yet. Um, but you don't win stuff by being nice, as pleasant. And, I mean, look, look at a player like Roy Keane. Yeah, he was horrible. Yeah, absolutely horrible. Scores. So the scores couldn't tally, he could tally, didn't want him. You want to hurt people, yeah. You know, mm. we'll, look, we'll, we'll look at Trippier on Saturday. I, I, I'm sure I turned around to you and said, Persistent foul, he's going to be booked, but because of who he is and because he's not known as a dirty bastard, I think the ref let him go a few times. Mm. Then at one point, Trip was like apologizing, was, ah, I'm all right, ref. but then after about the fourth, I was like, right, come yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So certain players can get away yeah. with it. I think Fish and Rod sums up Julian and they says Julian and uses his body to knock people over rather than. Using elbows, he's so strong, isn't he? He's so strong. A lot of them, like, oh, he's an absolute unit. Like, just bounce off him, don't he? He's absolutely just an absolute. I'd love to give him a cuddle just to feel him against (laughs) us. Right, right, so Chelsea's goalkeeper goes up towards the end of the game. Oh, yes, he did. But you forgot about that as well. I did. did, That shit me up. That, like, (laughs) and we almost got them on the counter attack as well. We did. Um, Bad decision, wasn't it? It was on the right hand side, who. Was it, was it Joel Linton? 
when we broke. It was, I think it was, Jolene. He, he like tried to chip over his man one. and he hit the first yeah. one, didn't it? But <laughs> you're ready again, once again, we're gonna go full circle. Like, yeah, we're playing Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And the Chelsea goal keep us going up in the dying minute to try and equalise. <laughs> Maybe I, I thought they were looking for a bit of payback when we uh, when obviously Isaac Hayden got one at the Gallagher mm. deep in injury time. That was a well, lovely, the referee lovely was feeling trying that. to help them out. They, they certainly one. were ten minutes injury time. Seven, so seven, seven was a seven. Where the hell did that seven minutes come from? I don't. Who went down? It was one of the early up. Well, first half went down a couple of times in the second half. He went off. Was, didn't he? he went off. Yeah. Two of their players down for a good length of time as well. It seemed a bit much seven minutes. But, uh, didn't yeah. I thought, yeah, I was surprised by that, like five minutes. But then... But then you've got the subs on top as well, I suppose. But it did um, seem excessive. Well, he, well, wasn't he rushing them off as well? The referee was rushing oh, off. He was, yeah. I was going berserk like, about that. Getting a hold of them. And, so yeah. me, me and Dick had done it's a match literally reaction. As soon, yeah. as soon as... What, right, now we done a match reaction yesterday, and, and two of the things which were highlighted were Nick Pope getting the caution for time wasting. Yeah. Which oh, that was good. absolutely ridiculous. I'd forgotten about that until <laughs> I, 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 you said that. The least time wasting he's done. It was literally like... Well, you know what I've said before about Trippier? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's he's, now, he's now, now known for time wasting, so the ref's yeah. waiting. He's, he needs to be careful. Yeah. But when he got booked, he didn't even waste any time. He literally got the ball, put it down. Well, someone down at the edge of the box. And sure then he was, was, no, he, so it was Fabian Scher was holding his uh, back of his leg. Then he walks past the ball after the Chelsea players put it yes. in a six-yard box. He walks past it to see if he's all right. He hasn't even reached... Fabian Shaw and the referee straight away books him. Yeah. But then he takes longer to get back to I, the ball. Did then take, take it, again, it, yeah. That's what he did the first time. <laughs> then, like like you mentioned as well, the, the substitutions, I, I can't remember who it is that going out, but the referees straight behind him. Yeah. Willock was one of them. Come on, like get off the field. Yeah, yeah. You never see that, ever. You shift like that and you're not allowed to su- applaud the supporters. No. It's, it's, Willock it's and Wood were the two. Where the referees, because Willock was in front of the stand at the time, which was obviously mm. intentional, like, but. As soon as his number comes up, referees have a hand on the back. Aye. Yeah. Nah. But you never see it, do nah. you? You never see it. But once again, Newcastle United have invented time-wasting. Oh. First but club mind, to do it. What, what, what and spend the money. There was, there was a rule brought in a few years ago, and like, if you got substituted, you had to go off the pitch at the nearest, the nearest exit. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he should have got... So Willick should have really just... He, he, he was five yards away from Callum Wilson done against uh, Southampton as well. Aye. He, he took a every every player does. Like, unless oh, the referee yeah, oh, yeah, stamps on it and tells them to go off. A certain way they'll they'll do it. They'll walk back to the dugout. I think one of the man UK has done it at Old Trafford as well, where they're right on the line and they took an absolute yeah trek to get off the field. Um, a couple of other things: Lascelles, new sub, were causing a nuisance on the touchline. It just shows that that team bond as well. He's not even playing and he's still involved. Mm-hmm. Love to see that. Well, at the time, I thought it was there. Their player was getting it's Cucurella. booked. Yeah, yeah Cucurella. I'm thinking, like for the throwing or something like that. Or has he said something to the ref? And it was you went, no, no, he's booking Lascelles. Look, yeah, which just seemed bizarre. He's making but... a nuisance of himself once again, getting in the players' way, time wasting. You could put that one down too. And what I loved about that game is the team kicking off at the end. Mainly Joel going absolutely wild. Um, Jacob Murphy getting involved as well. Yeah, sure he, uh, Murphy loves it, doesn't he? He must be on the right him. He's <laughs> tiny, anyway. <laughs> angry, angry little man. I'm surprised. I think with that. Murphy, he's probably looking around thinking, I've got Botman there, I've got Jordan yeah, there. Yeah, I'm getting involved, I'm <laughs> protected. Well, it was it was Cher that started it all off. I did. He did. Was it? I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cher, Cher with habits. And then, uh, and then Byrne came over and was. The Chelsea coaches right on were him. getting involved and going over at Joel Linton. Shouting in Joel Linton's face. So God knows what he Bruno was getting involved. Obviously, the old Brighton. Defender, mm-hmm. he was now on the coaching staff there. Mm. Oh, yes, he was the little boy. Yeah. No, no, Bruno, oh. yes, yeah. I, um, 
I've completely bypassed this, but Mark, you mentioned Bruno's two-footed challenge as well. Oh, where I, I mentioned the deck yesterday. It was very similar to that game against Leicester where there was just challenges going left, right, and centre. Uh, that video that comes around every, every few months. Uh, apart yeah. from the opposite, we weren't winning the ball. It was the, the, Dan Burn the other one. Well, somebody. obviously Longstaff did that one that you were just talking yeah. about on Cucurello on the touchline, and then it comes in, Dan Burn. What a challenge oh, that yeah. is, that sliding. He knows he's winning that ball, yeah. but he just... He just goes through it, doesn't he? And and again, like the ball went. And I love it when that happens. The just the roar that you get from the crowd. It's like it's like scoring a goal when when it goes in like that. Like the uh, the noise is just something else. But uh, I had a half a half a panic that the referee might have gave uh, a free kick or something for that tackle because yes, he's taken the ball and cleanly won it, but then. Is he going to do him for following through? Obviously, because mm-hmm. uh, saw so one earlier in the game where Longstaff had made a great challenge, and the referee gave a free kick Aye. for that. Like, so he wouldn't be shocked. Um, but yeah, overall, it was another Newcastle United victory, which is completely different to the rest. Mm-hmm. We're seeing mm-hmm. this week in, week out. Now, now we you'll see a lot of these top teams. Man City, for example, the, the winning, they'll, they'll go and dominate a team, left, right, and center, and they'll they'll score X amount of goals. Every single victory this season seems different to the last one. And that's down to Eddie Howe and the coaching yeah. staff. And so we're not we're not scared totally, of teams yeah. now. We're not scared of them. We'll go. We, we showed it early in the season with Man City of that. We'll go tour to tour with them. We'll give them a good game. When Liverpool, we did the same. We're not afraid of these big teams. And and I think this is why we're getting the reaction that we are from the opposition of the moaning about things, being upset about stuff because spoiling the party. They don't. They just don't like it. I said before about you know which Chelsea was going to turn up, but we're corrected straight away because it's. If Newcastle turn up, we've got nothing to worry yep. about. Yeah, we really haven't. Right. If we were playing Man City on Saturday, we would be confident going to that game. I'm, I'm telling you now, I fancy we're going to be confident. A, I'm not giving my head, but again, the way it's the way that they're playing, you can see that they're beatable at the minute. And with when we click, mm-hmm. we, we, we've got the beating of anybody. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm sitting here saying <laughs> that. Well, just, just, just going back over, I mean. I hate to bring Rafa and Bruce into it again, but we're going to do it because under Rafa, we were always in a game. We might not yeah. have played well, we might not have created much, but when it hit 90 minutes, we were always, you know, one goal behind or it was nil nil. We're always in a game. Under Bruce, it was either would beat teams and you couldn't understand how we did it yeah. or would be destroyed. Whereas with Eddie Howe, yet again, we're in games or we've controlled the game normally by about the hour mark. Yeah. Most of our goals are between about 30 and 40 minutes. Or just after half time, and you know about the hour mark. And if we're ahead after an hour, doesn't I don't think we're going to lose lose the game. No, well, we mentioned this last week, Mark. That if Newcastle get that first game, mm-hmm. their first goal, the opposition is going to struggle to get mm-hmm. anywhere near the ball after yeah. that. Yeah. Because once we get that one under, like under Bruce and even Rafa to a degree, would sit back. Mm-hmm. Now we'll just want to score more. When you when you've got leaders across the park, which we've obviously got with Trippier, we've got with Dan Burn, Shaw has clearly stepped up now. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, Botman, Wilson. he's captain material. You've got Wilson up front, and you've got that midfield three. Whoever it's going to be, if it is Shelby coming in, if it's not Shelby, Willock's not really a leader. But I can't remember who it was the other day said the Sitmore said uh, Willock reminds them of Gutierrez. He would not, not his actual ability, it was more the fact that he'll get the ball and he'll just run. Yeah. Come, come, yeah. You come and you come and tackle me. I'm gonna run, win a free kick in a dangerous position. He's done it a couple of times on that left hand side. Exactly. Yeah. Find himself in the box and you don't know how he got mm-hmm. there. You mentioned Botman there, Mark. I was someone I just remember there a few minutes when it scored full time when they were walking in front of us when they got in the corner. Botman had a hold of Willock. He's like shit. Like now, Mitrovic did well. Played Gale in the championship at the time. He's like 
the crowd, no, well done, mate. And then he's in front of Gallagher giving six now. And that's he well, under his skin now. There's so many of that team now, Nick Pope, him, that even Joe Linton, lads that have been here a while, maybe new, but like the the way how's trained them. And I've, I remember saying when we signed Bruno, he must be looking at the Gallagher with all the flags and going back to Brazil saying, from hell, lads, you want to see this? Do, do you feel it's unbelievable? Do you this. still feel as if it's us against the rest? Yeah, oh, even more so now, to do be honest with you. This is where it's coming because from. Because I mean, we've kind of engendered, not I think the club, the way the club, are, the team are playing, a kind of that kind of circling the wagons mentality where. We are, as I said earlier, we're, we're not popular. Teams aren't far from it at the minute. We never have been, though, Bessie. No, no. Even we're, we're shade. But we're, it's we're the, not, f- the fans that are unpopular. Yeah. I, I think the team as well. I think the team's becoming, whether people are talking about time wasting, they're talking about gamesmanship, yeah. they'll be twisting the boot themselves, getting booked for that throwing. Um, but I think that's helped to kind of build the uh, siege mentality. sounds like such yeah. a cliche. But the way the players are together, and you can see, as I say, the club's going to their skin. The way Eddie Howe's got them, the way he's kind of drilled into them. Listen to that um, podcast he did with Jake Humphrey. Dan Walker, Jake Humphreys, that high performance in the early performance. Where he talks about how he kind of, and it's what he kind of instills in the players. It's very much a kind of, it, it's, I don't know how you describe it, to be honest with you. Is it a self confidence thing? Is it a. It's belief. Maybe it's, I believe. It's belief. Yeah. I haven't watched that full podcast, but. The bits I did listen to, I thought, Christ, he's such, he's so in touch with reality. Yeah. And you're, and you're a working class guy. Yeah. And it's a cliche, but when I went to see um, Keegan the other week, it's uh, Dougie's, he was, uh, oh, yes, I, I. and um, Keegan turned around and said, um, well, sorry, there was a question from the from the floor, said, did what did Eddie Howe ask you? And Kevin Keegan, Kevin Keegan, when I told him straight, I'm not going to talk to you about tactics and how to manage your team. It's your players, your squad. The game's changed so much since I managed. However, what I will say is, do not pull the wool over them fans' for, uh, eyes. Yeah, You cannot lie to them. They've had enough bullshit for the last 14 years. And I'm like, Ashley, do yourself a favour and just be honest with them. And, we, well, I've got the biggest ovation all night. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Apart from the fact that Keegan did admit he's got he's not interested in coming back, by the way, in mm. ambassador role. He's, he's not interested. But that, that goes to show that Eddie Howe wanted to speak to the likes of Shearer, Keegan and Keegan's turn around went, never mind the tactics, never mind go and sign this play, I play that way. Yeah. Don't piss the fans off, you'll do okay. Yeah. That is for me. You, you get found out straight away. Yeah. Straight away. That's the one thing we've we've always hated with with managers as excuses. Instead of just saying it as it is, telling the truth, because we've got eyes in, in our head, we can see what's happening on, on the pitch, we can see what's happening at the club. And if you try to, you know, muddy the waters or paper over it, it it just doesn't wash so he's he's bang on you you, you say the truth you say what you see and, you, and you'll go a long way i think there's a lot to be said uh, what he did when he went the fact that he, he recognized as i said earlier he says in that podcast about the, the bournemouth relegation being a failure on his part he considers it to be like he's letting down and stuff so instead of and he said the worst thing i could have done would go back to the manager straight away because i've got all that baggage and i, I, I still consider myself to be not Quite there, I'm paraphrasing a bit. Like, so he went and uh, Jamie Carragher made the, the um, comparison at the weekend with um, Athletic Madrid. Yeah, yeah, there's been a few shouts tonight about, and I, I don't yeah. think we play like them necessarily. I think we're a more attacking side, but you can see that they're the very much the kind of um, the mentality Shit of the players. Yeah, just the kind of going to win at any the cost. dogs of war. Yeah, I think that's kind of from that. It's, it's Simeone's playbook, isn't it? You know, it's what he, when he was a player, he did it, um, and it's kind of what Athletic are known for. Obviously, you've got trip, yeah, kind of a, a bridge between the two as well. Sometimes you need that, though. You, you always do. Yeah, I think I don't know if I would say they're playing above themselves at the minute, but 
I mean, I, well, I suppose the fullness of time will kind of we'll find that out. But there, um, it certainly isn't hurting what they're doing. Kind of the the, the gamesmanship side of it, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of the little the nibbles. It's what footballs always have. But Dan Burn having to go yeah. have it straight away mm-hmm. the weekend in the cells and and the, the crowd feed of it as well. And the crowd feed of it obviously goes back on the pitch and it kind of reciprocating it. It's it's a, a big part of what Newcastle are now. We're not here to make friends, though. No, no, you got to compete. No, I, I like trophies, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. I'll but talk, we still, we still I wanna, like them. I, I cannot wait. I've, I was saying this to me. Um, I was saying to me dad the other week. I can't wait to take my my lads in the game and see. You'll never believe how shit this was for fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my partner next to you. <laughs> um, we're gonna dive into the questions, Mark. While I get the questions ready, do you want to do the usual little lines? Yes, if you haven't already done it, if you would be so kind as to hit that little thumbs up icon just below us where we are now and give this video a like. And uh, if you want to become a subscriber, hit the little bell notification, turn your notifications off, subscribe to the channel. And if you want to go even one step further, you can become a member for a very, very tiny fee. Do it. You get extra quality from only $2.99 per month. (laughs) It is right. Have you written that down? That's very slick. No, that, professional, me. No, no, very sir. professional. No. Professional. Isn't well it? impressed. Very good that way. Right, straight into the questions. Uh, Mark, I'm going to stick with you. Uh, Liam says, "Do you think we'll get Champions League football? <laughs> yes or a no? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> My head still cannot compute the fact that we're sitting third, third in the league." Uh, unfortunately, do you think it'll do be I, close? Do, I think. Do you still think we'll finish ninth? I'd happily finish ninth. <laughs> I'd happily finish ninth. I'm, as I said earlier, I'm starting to simmer now. I, I am starting to believe that we can maybe still crack that top six and and finish in a European place. There, I've said it. Still, twenty three games ago is a lot of football. There is, There's a long way. There to is, go yet, like, but, but a lot more games for us to win. It's. <sighs> As I say, it's not just this season. This is carrying on from yeah last it's, season, it's the pre-season. Yeah, yeah. This is, it's not a fashion of pan. It's not a it's not a decent run of form. This is a this is a good side doing well. Kobe, obviously, we we know our own opinions because we talk about this every Monday mm-hmm. night. Yeah, Champions I think League I think football. we will. I think we will. I think um, why not keep keep that form going into next year? Um, if, if you look at Man United and Liverpool, you could say they're going through not turmoil but a transitional period on and off the pitch. There's yeah. loads of uncertainty. We haven't got that. We've got the new owners. We know the money's coming in. We know the new signings coming in. Break the bank for Madison. Um, you know, keep building, keep building. They're playing with so much confidence, as we've touched on before, that even the players were doubted. Jacob Murphy, Longstaff, they've raised that game. Um, I honestly think we're going to do it, you know. I when really you talk do. about um, the transitional period, it's a bit like we mentioned the week when Leicester won the league. Now, I'm not saying we're going to win the league here, but they took advantage of those Man City was after Pellegrini before they got in. Um, Mancini, I think. Might be perfectly right. Van Gaal was at Man U, they were struggling. Klopp had just got Liverpool job. Wenger was on his way out with Arsenal. The planets aligned for them in the won the league. And they were, don't get us wrong, Leicester were brilliant. Aye. You know, they were, I mean, you would never think a team with Wes Morgan and Robert Huth that did it, Danny Simpson. But the, they won the league and they were the best team in the league. I'm not, I think that. Arsenal have been too good. I think Man City still be too yeah. good. Liverpool yeah. on a, a tough side all of a sudden, but we are taking advantage for sure of like well, I think we eight nine points out of Chelsea now, mm-hmm. nine. And you don't often get a team at this point in the season, any team nine points out of Chelsea. So they have obviously they're struggling. Or that Graham Potter hasn't quite. It might take him a year 
to get what he wants out of those players. Because when you look at Eddie Howe, when he came at Newcastle, he said, I'm not going to get these lads playing how I want, exactly how I want for a bit of time yet because of the fitness thing. And because of how Potter coaches, he sets teams up, how he changes during the games, it's going to take him a little while to get that into his players. World Cup's not going to help them in that regard either because it's going to be losing a lot of lads to that. Um, Liverpool have had a bad start of the season and if we can just keep, you know, I mean, it, it, I don't know if I would say I think we'll finish in the Champions League spots. <clears throat> would you be disappointed? Well, well I'll, I'll go to the next uh, question. I've, I've so been... Scott's next question is, now we have reached these dizzy heights, if we end the season in seventh, is that a disappointment? No, not all. No okay. way. No, I'd, I'd be delighted. Even now, sitting here, third in the table, two points off second, I'm delighted with seventh. Because yeah. if, yeah, if you're seventh, yes, you've still sustained, if not wonderful form, still good form in the second yeah. half of the season. Yeah. Bearing in mind at the start of the season, we said top ten. I'd have been, I would have been thrilled with seventh. I, I said seventh at the start of the season. Seventh gets in the Conference League. It gets in European football, albeit at the lowest rung as it is now. Um, it's still a good season. Yeah. Let, let's yeah. let's not get ahead of too far yeah, ahead so of ourselves. Just take stock of. It's amazing where we are, but. Just appreciate you know, as, this moment. Like, yeah, right it's mm-hmm. it can go one of two ways. Yes, we can keep the form going. We can go. We could easily, which would be typical Newcastle, pick up a, a key injury, uh, somebody like Trippier or Bruno Wilson, and then we, you know, but we have. Aye. we've already done that this season. Isaac Wilson, some maximum Bruno, all missed games. Aye, but uh, I think, don't think back to thirteen slowly, months. Just slowly converting. <laughs> <you out. laughs> think, think back to thirteen months ago before the takeover. You had Mike Ashley running the club. Steve Bruce was manager. Um, Charlie was still knocking about. Joe Linton was going to go for... He, he was pittings. Fabian Shea was going to go on a free. We're, going, we're getting relegated. I'd have been happy Almiron with, was going back to would, America. If you'd ask us this time last year, I would have settled for third in the championship now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aye. You know, and here we are. So seventh to me, that, that's still... It's not like a dream, but it's, it, it's realistic. Mm-hmm. But it kind of... It's still a good. It's a really yeah. good season. I get why Mark's. I get why Mark's saying that because we've got to keep our feet on the ground. Simple Absolutely, that. yeah. Um, and the fans have got a huge part to play in all of this because if expectation creeps into the stadium, and it has crept in some games, you know when we mm-hmm. played Brentford, Bournemouth, Palace, people turn up expecting a win. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. If yeah. the fans can turn up like they did on Saturday against Chelsea, when we, you know, in our own minds, we're still the underdog, we're still starting to keep up with the big boys. If the fans can turn up like that every week. Um, now, don't forget the next uh, home game is going to be Leeds. New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. That's going to be phenomenal. Aye. And then you've got. Um... It's like the season's starting over again. It, isn't exactly. It? It's like the Chelsea game was like an end of season game. We've and still get that first game of the season feeling again. We've still got Liverpool at home to come. Um, we will still have Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. Um, you know, so there's some big. Man U. Some huge games at home. We've, we've been fairly lucky with a home draw in the first yeah. half of the season. Yeah. Um, but then when you look at the fixtures. I mean, this again. This has been commented that it's it's some sort of conspiracy theory for us is that we don't appear to have on paper a difficult run of games, but <laughs> like as if as if that's something that we can magically no. make you still play the, the same. FA, do make these teams home yeah, away, don't you? It, you? You do a bad run and be a bad run and all that, but now what? Um, <clears throat> I it's we've got. It almost feels like the crowd, even though we could see them getting more complacent because of the kind of comparative success that happened at the minute. But then we've got more games against teams that would consider rivals. So Chelsea, Man U, yeah. Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham, Leeds are always going to yeah. be one of them. 
Villa's always going to be an atmosphere because of the atmosphere, the thing with them and and, and, and it's the, it's those games that bring out the best in the crowd. There's half the league yeah. straight away, half the league of games against inverted commas rivals. So I think that it's, it's the games against the likes of Bournemouth Palace, um, Fulham at home. You know, teams that you'd kind of ex, expect not much to be, edge to it, is there? Yeah, we, you've got a kind of. But I swear the flags have been brilliant. Yeah, what flags would be absolutely fantastic. phenomenal for the atmosphere in there, yeah. wouldn't it? I'm, I'm not saying the atmosphere wouldn't have been great, but what they have done since the the takeover has been unbelievable. It's, it's certainly really, really course, good. Of course, it is massively. Of course, it is. Um, Kobe, I'm going to throw this one to you because you're our guest. And so, um, there is a question here from Graham Dougal who says, "If we bring in two and three in January, who makes way?" I'm going to twist that round slightly, and mm-hmm. we'll keep it on a positive note rather than looking at losing players. Mm-hmm. Which two players? In fact, no, we'll just go with one. Which one player would you like to see arrive in January? Madison. Same as 100 percent. Um, I think he may be the one they're gonna break the bank for. I think so as well. I think right? I think they've been told 50 million is nowhere near enough. Um I don't even think 80 million is gonna be enough now because he's picked up even better form. He's looking an even better player. He's now in the England squad. Yeah, he's more than likely gonna play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, break the bank for him, I say, because as brilliant as Almiron has been, um, I think you've always still got to look at improving your yeah, players. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you know, and yeah. and people are like, whoa, you can't look, always keep kicking on. Um, he's four or five years younger than him. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna get you're gonna get a good six or seven seasons out of him. You can always play Almiron on the left, play Madison off the front man. It's Madison can be in a range position. Bring Almiron off the bench. And, and don't and make no mistake. Wilson and the others will be an easier, especially trip. Yeah. yeah, so that was my next question. Yeah. Um, it's normally the other way around where we're normally worried about players going on international duty and, and other players getting in the air of them. Is it going to be working the other way around now where you've got poor oh, absolute trips? However, the, the, the players from other sides will be looking at what's going on at St. James's Park and thinking, they'll be asking, I want to play in front of that. Aye. What's it really like? What's it? You know, game. We're going back to the guy there, Kevin Keegan. Um, the, that's what the players used to say. But Robert Lee, um, Ferdinand, before they got Shearer, what's it really like playing for Newcastle under Kevin Keegan? And it sold itself, yeah, because of what what people could see on the television. And if you're an opponent like uh, Mount, for example, playing for Chelsea, you know the expectations are always there. They've turned into a bit of a morning bunch of supporters. I don't expect the him, but he may look at that and go, "Hey, I tell you what, I could." I fancy, I fancy a bit of this. Well, that's what I was saying earlier with um, well, I was saying Jack when we were saying Bruno, he must be going back. He's on the phone now. Yeah. I think I said Paquette at the time, saying like, "Yeah, mate, it's unbelievable." This right. exactly what I was thinking there when you've got Trippier, Pope, uh, Callum Wilson going over England this year, talking to Madison, talking to whomever Rashford, saying that is fucking unbelievable. There now, I keep going back to there was one um, one game where Jeff Stellan was was soccer Saturday. And Jeff Selman was like talking about Newcastle at home, and then he went, he kind of stopped and says, Look at that. Aye. And he just saw the Gallagher with the flags. And the thing. Oh, it's it's, I think it was the Spurs game, wasn't it? Spurs. Was it the first the game, first game back there? Yeah. Yeah. It was that one. Yeah. Sam's Corny as well is a quick one. Leicester away. If Madison's playing. The Castle fans can do themselves a favour and the club by singing something about that, you know. We used to do it under Keegan. If if we knew we were linked with a player, right. we just, it was always like something just like poach other players through chance. Friedel signed for us. Friedel, Friedel signed for us. Well, you've got loyalty points. Oh, well, <laughs> so what I've got to talk about loyalty points. <laughs> I've actually spoken to James Madison, um, and he was very complimentary about Newcastle. It was the week after he scored. Yeah, well, in fact, he scored a couple of times at St. James Park, but it was the last right. time he scored. I think he'd done the dart celebration, if I remember right. right. Um, I spoke to him on the phone a week later and 
obviously I knew it was Jimmy Madison. His occupation was professional footballer. Lived obviously in Leicester, so so had a bit chat with him. And I mentioned Newcastle. I was like, "Oh, I hate when you come. Yeah, you always score." And he used to say, "Oh, I absolutely love playing at St James's Park. I love the atmosphere. I just love the city." So like, obviously, we didn't know this. We were going to be in this position now, but maybe he's the one that you, you're hearing more and more, like of late now, with more and more players talking about St James's Park, the atmosphere, the fans, like. It, it, it's starting to get that feeling back of, of being a, a fortress and people, you know, coming there and being, I don't know if, it, if, if they're overawed by it, but it's like it's, they're certainly aware of the reception that they're going to get, the noise that's made, the flags yeah. and, and all of that it's, kind of thing. I think when you dream of playing football as a kid, I mean, obviously I'm biased, I dream of playing it. Dream playing St. James's Park when fucking the Gallagher was full of piss and all that, you know what I mean? So I, <laughs> I'm, I'm the choir here, like, but, um, but you, surely when you're, you mentioned Mason Mount. They're looking and thinking like, oh, "How this is great this?" And another thing with Newcastle at the minute is um, the English players that I have. Anyway, I was reading this week that I think it was one game, might be in the Villa or Southampton game. We started with seven English players mm-hmm. in the first team, and that's the most the Premier League teams had in a, for like eight, certainly this season. So there's already an English core there. We're talking about um, uh, Madison was one there. Mm-hmm. That, could that be something else to entice them? Another little kind of question I had in my head there was for all the talk of. Harry Kane possibly breaking Shearer's record and I'd be gutted. Would you have him do it playing for us? Yes, 100%. Like, I, I absolutely love a shit house when they play for wants, Newcastle. Because he wants he wants to win stuff. He's not getting any younger. We are... Don't say it, Stephen. I don't say where we're taking Tottenham. We're catching them up. We're at the point now where... We've just beat them. He, he, if he moves, <laughs> he's going abroad. Do you think? Yeah. When the Premier League is in James's part? I think he's that? missed the boat there, you know. I think I he think might have done. I think I he's do. missed the boat. So get him in. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't a like podcast him. recording last night for, for ninety minute football, uh, and they do a, a Monday afternoon show called uh, the Gas Tank, which is mainly fans of your top six, what you would expect Premier League podcast to be. Uh, and there's a lad on there, a Liverpool fan, that mentioned after I did my bit. You're seeing obviously the rumours that he's heard going around are the links with Madison. Morez was one as well from Morris. City, <laughs> and he him. said. Why can Newcastle, in the current situation that they are in, if they can get Champions League football, which is a big if, if we can finish fourth, why can we not then go and look at the likes of Harry Kane? It, I know I've brought Isaac in, right? I know yeah. that. But he's... It's a thing with balancing the books in it and kind of making sure yes. we've got money coming in. I mean, we couldn't go out now and sign Mares, Madison, because with the FFP and all that, we haven't got the, the, the daft sponsorships that were well, yet. Or they've not been announced yet, at least. But it'll get the point if things keep on going as they are. We'll have a pick, like that. Champions League football is, is the game changer, though, isn't it? Oh, totally. I mean, again, for money in, you know, and they're changing the format from next season, the season after, where yeah. there's like teams are going to play an extra three or four games. Yeah, I forget exactly. How, I know how it's going to work, but I can't remember the, the kind of specifics. But that brings more money in as well. Advertisers, ticket revenue, and I know the it, issue you know. is with wages and what players would demand and things like that, but. <coughs> As the, the seasons pass by, the, the income that this football club is going to be making through sponsorship and whatever else it may be is going to go through the roof. Yeah, We're going to be up there with the best. Shirt sponsor, sleeve sponsor, training kit sponsor. We've got the fucking hair clinic sponsor, Turkish fella. Dr. Cynic. Dr. Cynic. Yeah, it would be you, you two lads I knew that one. Like, yeah. That's, uh, that's telling. <laughs> Dr. Cynic. <laughs> apparently he's coming the next home game. I could yeah, he is. Like, apparently. I might get, have a peak of my scalp after he's gone. Like, but, um, <laughs> no but comment. <laughs> But I mean that that's that, that's what teams do, and there was talk the other week about um, 
renaming St James's Park. And I, I still think that would be it might happen, but that would be the last thing to go. Tottenham haven't had to do it. The Harry Kane Arena. <laughs> oh, no, he's not dead. <laughs> can't, he's not, I can't do it. Can't sanctify dead. him. Yeah. But I think that I, I think that they'll they'll be selling stuff off like that. But the um, but that's what football is now. It just we're just proving that we're, we're dreaming at the minute. Though, uh, like, uh, well, feet like, on the ground, feet on the table. If we're obviously feet back on the table, feet, feet on the table. We're talking about bringing Harry Kane into this. <laughs> that's never going to happen. Not a chance. <laughs> Last year, I'm, I'm, I'm putting Harry. that putting that out there now. Harry Kane is not we signing for Newcastle. Get a deal for Chelsea done last season. <laughs> now we're looking at Harry Kane as well. We're not, we're not looking at Harry Kane as well. Well, we're just talking. We're we're scouts now, man. Anybody else got anything to? To add to this one before we wrap it up, we were going to talk about uh, sponsors. Sponsorship, right? Okay. Um, I know loyalty points has came up once again on social media, but I think it's been such a positive episode. Let's just shelf that one for another recording. Right. Yeah, you happy with that? Yeah, bring us back. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring Kobe back. Um, it's extra content in the World Cup break, which we, we need to fill. So Not we'll a have a discussion about loyalty points. Uh, so sponsorship, Mark. Yeah. So. The photos went round and they were leaked on social media the middle of last week, was it? Towards the end of last week? Last Thursday, Friday, Thursday, wasn't it? I want to yeah. say. Yeah. So it's Saudi Airlines, yeah? Fly Saudi? Fly Saudi, yeah. yeah. So there's photos around the city centre, around St. James's Park, inside St. James's Park. A lot of people got very excited by that, thinking this is the next big sponsor of Newcastle United. You've got a different opinion, Mark. Uh, you know, it, it might not be right, but I just... It just seemed everybody just jumped to the same conclusion of that. Oh, they, we we must absolutely be naming these as as the new sponsor. You very 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 rarely see big sponsorship deals get get made in the middle of a season. We've we've done it once, I think, in our history back in the nineties. Obviously, Newcastle Brown Ales and Greenalls, but oh, that was sure. because of star. obviously the. Uh, Green Alls going bust, so we had yeah. to change it. Northern Rock and Virgin Money. Virgin, Again, yeah, same, same thing. Reason though, isn't it? Companies going bust. You don't suddenly, in the middle of a season, change your, your shirt sponsor or announce a big sponsorship like that. Um, it might be. It could be named as the official airline of Newcastle, much in the, the same way we've now got an official... Do clubs have official airlines? Got do, official do clubs hair have official hair transplant there, partners? I suppose. So that... You know, it could be something linked along there. Again, with the, the Saudi telecom company, it could be that it's their, their official telecommunications partner. So it could be something like that. But could the key, it be possibly the... because my issue was I was thinking the same as you. Okay. Then obviously I saw the, the photos inside St. James's Park. And a lot of people are thinking, right, they're just announcing a flight that's going direct to, to Newcastle. Well, they don't have that at the minute, which is a, is a key thing. The only fly into Manchester in the Heathrow. Would there be in St. James's Park to do that? But you've just got to look at for, for me, you've Saudi just got to look Newcastle. at where the interest that's in Saudi at the moment around Newcastle, all of the noise that look, you can come and see the city here, some of the sites you'll see around in the city. Why not come and watch a game while you're here? Okay. That gets us back on another loyalty point issue. <laughs> <laughs> However, what's to stop the club from having this this deal where you have you know, uh, official visits because we know they get hospitality tickets are always on on offer for obscene amounts of money. Let's say you you fly in some rich sheikh, get them in on on Saudi Air, and then they're in hospitality for the Rumor game. Rumor has it that um, there are a couple of boxes which they are looking at smashing into one huge box as well mm -hmm. for the Saudi family. Yeah, heard that 
that rumor as well. So again, it's going to be like a, a sweet. That could be could be the thing. So the fact that there's no flight path there at the minute with that company, you know, screams straight away of that that's something that they'd want to explore and announcing that there'll be direct flights between Newcastle and Riyadh if that's where it's going to be or different different cities in and around. Would there be enough? I, I get what you're saying, and I, I don't necessarily disagree. But would there be enough? Is Newcastle enough of a destination, even with the football team? Look how many Saudi it. private jets fly into Newcastle. I, I don't really. There's loads. <laughs> there's you've, just of, got, you've just got to look at the flight trackers on Twitter. There's a lot. There's a lot of things in Northumberland, isn't it? Yeah. Loads I, know, of, I know the Rubens are obviously. I don't know if maybe he's kind of. But I, I was thinking if it was, a, it was Manchester and London at the minute. Manchester and Heathrow. Heathrow. You think yeah. Birmingham would be next in line for because the size of Birmingham. Just like it's like Newcastle, it's a quite a small city, you know, compared to Edinburgh, maybe. And then I have my heart to get it. was only now down the road. Do you know what those cities don't have, though? Newcastle United? Yeah. Well, that's true enough. Like, maybe, I mean, maybe it is that. It would just. I'd love it. I'd look. I'm sounding like Keegan, yeah. yeah, yeah. Love <laughs> it if it was a multi millionaire, huge sponsorship deal, but it's just. It just seems unlikely. Oh, it could just be another thing, like the hair transplant thing. Yeah, it's just another that's what I'm saying. Official, sponsor. official airline, official telecommunications company. That ain't going to bring in the mega bucks, but it helps get extra revenue in, which would be missing for a long, long time. You know how we're going to be welcome a hair transplant partner now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, this is just going to go off. I can't tell why he's being. No, no, it's honestly not. It's a sensible question. Like, it... <laughs> <laughs> this preempts. An unsensible question being asked. I just love how the sensible questions now start with. Do you know how we've got an official hair transplant? <laughs> but like, is there anything that they couldn't monetize? Like we've talked about grounds, kits, Steve sponsor, training kits, hair transplant. I've seen other clubs have got the hair transplant. Everton, well. Everton get it. Yeah, as well. like, aye. it's big business. Like how many people fly to but like well, take you on a holiday to get the teeth and hair done? What I'm saying is, you've got to could you not like an official toothpaste, official everything. You could, <laughs> Literally, if you're if you're monetizing hair transplants, like vineyards, you yeah. can do it with dentists. We've got um, Neil out in Dubai. You get get him in amongst it. Laser eye right surgery in there. Everything. There's nothing to say that like you couldn't. There's a few million there. You say it's not big money. Enough little ones are. That's what I mean. Up. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it could, it could be a, a smaller sponsorship type of thing. I would suspect with Fly Cell, yeah, there's going to be something else there because that's one of the ones. Those when the, that the um, the golf fella came over as well. Not so long. Yeah. Sell yeah. golf, is it? So yeah. it could. This could just be the the foot in the door mm-hmm. of of opening opening up the the flight path between. We're seeing at the weekend, obviously the 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 advertisements on the board. That's because it's being being beamed around the world. People will be seeing it, so it then makes natural if oh, you can now fly direct from Saudi into Newcastle. As much as much I was was about to take the piss out the way you were going, the path you were going down there, best Scott has brought up a great point. That's his Liverpool. And Gillette, they've got a shaving spot. Yeah, yeah. Right. Nivea. It's always well, it was Liverpool players doing the Nivea mm-hmm. um, moisturizer advert. So yeah, there's there's a load of a load of avenues that go. Look how there. many people brought Brute back when you were a kid, because Kevin Keegan advertised it. Frank Bruno when I was a kid. Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Gaza did it as well. Yeah. So oh. that that's the thing. Shira, Shira. Like advertised McDonald's oh, for years and years. The honey monster, sugar puffs. Sugar <laughs> puffs. So <laughs> there's gonna be boycotting all If you, you know, if if you seem to be getting some sort of kickback, I was going to say success on the pitch first, <laughs> <laughs> then you become interesting, and that's when investors want to to spend money with you. And if people are saying, you know. 
Bruno could get a, a sponsorship straight away for blonde hair dye. Yeah. Him and Joe Linton advertising the latest L'Oreal. Did L'Oreal hair do hair dye? God knows. Gone here. <laughs> long, long time ago. <laughs> <about one. laughs> Looking at the wrong person. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, if they're advertising that, you can see all of the lads will be going, oh, look there. That's that's the hair dye that Bruno well, like, and Joe like, Linton wear. Yeah. Everybody did it. So, just quick point on that. This is why what I love what the, the flags are doing because they're still keeping it in-house. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's a spoke to Thomas, etc. You know, they refuse to, they don't refuse. They're working with the club, but they don't want the club to have that sort of power where they may yeah. go, oh, by the way, we've got this new sponsor. Get a flag. Yeah. You know, it's it's Newcastle fans. It's all about Newcastle, the history, and obviously the present. And I'm pleased that, I'm pleased that, that being true to themselves. That had been talked about as well recently with what was the, the anniversary one when I had the, the shape, not the shape, um, I'll remain on the front, the Chronicles cover. That yeah. wasn't a flag, and they got some abuse for that right. online because people were saying, "Oh, it's like the infiltration, or what?" That's a good enough word, like. But the kind of influence of them on the flags, and I don't think the kind of distinction was necessarily made. Right, that they are totally independent mm -hmm. of yeah. the club. Yeah, mm -hmm. we could make a fortune with a soap seller at the minute, couldn't we? Could Just link it into all the the washing that's going on at St James's Park. Trying to work that out there, Mark. Oh, wow. I the tenuous all right we'll end it on that one then, eh? <laughs> jesus <laughs> christ um thanks everybody for for watching tonight. it's been a pleasure as always uh, thanks to uh, it's almost 400 people watching at the minute as well so thank you very much if you do just want to like the video like mark said it helps us out massively do it now and um, you can become a subscriber costs absolutely nothing to do so but like mark mentioned it's 2.99 a month to become a member you get early access to content you get extra content you even get an invite in the telegram group which is just Newcastle United fans. I think there's 140, 150 thereabouts, Mark. Hell froze over today. <laughs> Forget we're ending, but what? Decker visited the Shit, Telegram. He? <laughs> he must have been bored. Was it 40,000 messages? He had to 25.5 thousand messages Decker wow. had missed out on. So, yeah, you do get access to the Telegram group as well. Um, it's just a private group where it's Newcastle fans, like I said, having a bit of chat. Um, but, yeah, that's it for the night. Uh, thank you, boys. I I've enjoyed this one. It's been fun, hasn't it? It has been. I like fun. emphasis on this one. Like when now Decker's not here. <laughs> <laughs> it's been my favourite. It's just because obviously we're going into this break yeah. now, full of smiles on our faces, yeah. full of confidence, and, and long may it continue. Oh, long may it continue. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody. See you later. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.